What's going on, guys? Before we get into the Bullion Rojas podcast, I'd like to warn you guys that some of the audio in this episode is pretty bad. It was during a snowstorm, so our internet, I guess, wasn't that great at times. So on Boyle's end, unfortunately, uh, it came through on my end pretty choppy at times. We actually had to take out some parts, um, which we'll get into a little bit later. But just want to let you know before we begin the show, and let's get it going. Is it a panther? Is it a bird? No, it's a bear. It's the Boylan Rojas podcast, episode 53. Not sure what that was. Because uh, it was Black Panther, Lady Bird, no, Brigsby Bear. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Well, he's Nick Boyle. I'm Nick Rojas. Uh, we're joined today by Becca Szymanski as well. We've seen quite a few movies, but uh, we have a lot to talk about because it's been over a month since our last episode. If you didn't check it out, we did a Facebook Live for the Oscars, the pre-show uh, I personally did the best I've ever done hey, in predicting the movies. Boyle yeah, went out on Hold on. Did you be, we we had a contest this year with another podcast, and Nick and I were supposed to com- – Rojas and I were supposed to combine and talk about guesses, but we decided to go our own routes because I wanted to be a little more risky in my picks and pick more of what I wanted to win rather than what I thought would win, um, which, I mean, then again, kind of go together. But at the same point, I just want to ask Nick because I never checked – did you end up beating them, or did they beat uh, you? They beat me by a point. Oh! <laughs> That's... One point. Yeah, so I got 19. Well, they had a two-point, one-point system, actually. So they ended up beating me by a point, but uh, it was pretty good. I went uh, 19 and 5. I know I only got picks. nine right, I believe. <laughs> no, that can't be right. No, it's not even close. <laughs> oh, wow. I wanted to try to get myself up there, but it was a rough year. I got a few of the bigger picks, but not really. Some of the bigger picks. <laughs> the other bigger picks, I didn't do well. <clears throat> well, any, I don't think there are really – I mean, it's been talked about, so the Oscars are over a week uh, since you guys have seen the Oscars, so we're not going to delve into it too much. But overall, not really too surprised, not really too upset by anything. And uh, overall, a great celebration of the past year in movies. But, Boyle, since our last episode, the last episode we talked about, Call Me By Your Name, we've seen a lot of movies. Let's go through them, huh? All right, sounds good. Let's start off with um, one of the nominations that I never got to talk about, which was Lady Bird. I'm just going to throw it out there. I gave it a 9 out of 10. Um, I thought it was very good, uh, well done. It, it seemed like a low-budget film, was it not, Nick? Yeah, it was. Independent for sure. Yeah, and it, I just thought it was so real, and I really appreciate those movies. Um, I'll never say the actress's name right. Uh, say Orzi or something. Is that how you say it? Sorry. Sure, sir, Ronan. Yeah, see, not even close. Um, but she was phenomenal. And overall, definitely check that movie out as well as her mom in the movie. Uh, also did an amazing job. But once again, don't have her name up. Um, so that's the first movie I want to talk about. But Nick, I know we both saw uh, Black Panther. Overall, I think it was, I'm going to come right out and say, a 7.5 out of 10. It plays a good role in the scene of everything going forward, in the scope, I should say, is a better word. It hits everything you need. Cinematography is right there. Great picture. Uh, like, your eyes are glued to the screen. Um, I just thought some of, I almost felt more of the Rojas perspective looking at this movie. It was very much, here's your character, here's your villain, they battle it out, end of the movie. But if you're more of a fan, then you would understand that he plays more Black Panther 
more of a role going forward um, towards Infinity War and towards after that. Uh, he, him and uh, Wakanda are a central hub for a lot of the um, advancements going forward. And, you know, you have to take a movie for what it is. You can't say, oh, but it, it helps in the future. Um, but in some sense, you do have to consider that as well. Overall, it's still an enjoyable movie. I think people need to go to the theaters. I think they need to see this movie. I think it was very well culturally... Um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I can't even think about it. But basically, it's very culturally well done. Um, cool to see like a tribal meeting and all these different aspects. The colors of their outfits and stuff were so illuminating and the details were there. It overall was just, I thought, a very enjoyable movie. It just wasn't as exciting as like Thor Ragnarok for me. It wasn't that hilarious, good times all around. And I felt that... Um, Maybe it could have done a little more. I think time kind of actually affected this movie a little bit too. It might have been just a little too long. Uh, but like I said, overall, I would suggest people to see it. I'd give it a thumbs up. Um, I'd give it 7.5 out of 10 kernels. And I think overall people should see it. Uh, I don't really have much to say about it. <laughs> I feel like I don't want to beat a dead horse and keep going on and on. And there's not much to analyze about the movie besides see it. It's great. It's entertaining. It's good for the whole family. It's good for a date night. It does everything you need to, and it's also very enjoyable. There's good laughs. There's good moments. There's good puns. All that stuff you look for when you go see a Marvel movie. And like I said, in the spectrum of things, it really sets up, uh, especially in the after credits, it sets up certain characters and certain events in a way that's understandable for people to uh, take away from. I gave uh, Black Panther a, a, uh, an 8 out of 10. I enjoyed myself watching Thor a little bit more, but I thought it was probably as well made as Thor was. Um, it didn't really like blow me away with, you know, I thought we were going to get a little bit more Wakanda. I guess we probably got the right amount of Wakanda. I don't know. It, it felt like, I felt like we barely got any Black Panther, for perfectly honest. We got him like maybe fighting in one or two scenes. And when it turns to just a CGI love fest, that's when I check out. I, I almost fell asleep, but... The people in the movie, the writing, I, like, I thought it was good. I enjoyed the characters. I'm excited to see them in Infinity War. Yeah, I, I think that's a perfect way of putting it. I completely would agree that I thought we might have seen some more fun stuff with Black Panther. He would have been a cool character to do like in a, um, an undercover mission almost. You know what I mean? Like a Mission Impossible. Like he has to go undercover into a, a huge dinner event or something and a huge scene like that. But it was very much like one big scene in the beginning with him a big fight scene in the middle when he's not Black Panther, and then at the end, another big scene when he is Black Panther. So I would agree with you on that. So overall, cool. Glad we had both agreed with that one. So. All right. Um, briefly, I want to say the uh, day after, or two days after we saw the podcast, Becca and I saw Phantom Thread. I want to give that a uh, 7 out of 10. Thought it was good, but not great like I wanted it to be. Um, I had high expectations for that movie. Becca, what would you think? I think I might even go as far as to give it a six. I wasn't excited to see it, but it was better than I originally thought. Um, I liked the main character more than I thought he would. I would, and um, the jokes in it really got me through. It was an interesting movie. I'm not sure if I would watch it again. I would recommend it, but would probably say rental. Yeah, I gave it. A, uh, I gave that one a seven point five. 
Um, on IMDb, I'd probably run it down to a seven. But it caught my surprise. I wasn't looking forward to going into that movie at all. And uh, I thought it took some cool, dark twists at the very end that um, intrigued me more than I expected it to. So um, I would say see it, though. When that comes out on DVD, that's one I would suggest, actually, to see. It's worth the watch. You wouldn't think so going in, but by the end, I think you're kind of okay pleasantly with it, don't you think? Yeah, it was nominated for a reason. It had very good uh, music, good costumes in it. I liked it. Um, so now moving up to February 18th. I don't know, Boyle, uh, if you have any movies you saw between February 7th and February 18th. Well, I did. I saw um, The Maze Runner, Death Cure, the last one in the series. Um, and it's funny because for the two weeks prior, Michaela and I caught up on the first two movies. I had never seen the whole thing for either of the original Maze Runner or the, um, the Desert Trial, the Scorch Trials is what it's called. Um, but anyway, so I watched those and then I went and saw the third one. We were really let down. I mean, overall, it was a good movie, enjoyable, so I gave it a 6 out of 10. However, you know, a little bit better than an average movie, but not fantastic and and the biggest concern with that was it left you with questions at the end that i really thought we were going to get answers to and maybe that's one you just have to kind of go back to read the book uh classic shout out to cookie for that one but in all like being real about it it's just you can't see any connections they leave you with some serious questions there and i wasn't if it's the last one i shouldn't still be wondering things that i saw in the first movie that i was questioning so that's how i felt about that one and speaking of Cookie, we'll be hearing late from him later. Uh, my, him and my mom recorded something when I was down in New Orleans. Um, so the movie I saw around that time was Early Man. And that's a the movie made by the Wallace and Gromit people. Um, yeah, you know, it was a fun family movie. I mean, it's 6 out of 10 for me. It was about soccer. Uh, you know... After when the credits were rolling, you were like, "Oh, those were the voices in it." They thought they did a great job because I didn't recognize pretty much any voice in it. And then you see the cast, you're like, "Wow, it was a great cast." So, um, you know, if you have a young kid, you could do a lot worse. I mean, if they're a kid that's into soccer, I think they'll enjoy it. But six out of ten for me, Boyle. What about you? Next, um, I never saw Early Man, but leads me into the next movie I saw, which was Game Night, the one. With okay, let's talk about it. Yeah, Jason Bateman, um, and. Uh, oh my god, what? We were looking forward to this movie. I was looking forward to this movie, and I'll tell you, awesome. Yes. <laughs> Overall, uh, I, I give it an, I'm just going to come right out saying 8 out of 10. Enjoyable. 8 out of 10 for me, 8 kernels on the Fisher yeah. scale. Yep, totally. 8 out of 10 kernels, um, and literally, I ate 8 kernels during that movie. Actually, it was way more than that. But the point I'm making is that. It's a great movie to sit there with a bag of popcorn, watching the flick, and just getting a bunch of good laughs from beginning to end. You have your classic characters in there who are like your creepy dude, your funny dude, you know, just overall laughs throughout and enjoyable for everyone, I felt like. Um, many good jokes with relationships and stuff, too, that are in there. That's fun. Um, and I was nervous. I was nervous at the beginning that some of the characters are going to be too cartoonish. And they, they didn't make them that. They made them realistic and they made the jokes quick enough that it felt natural and not like, oh, we're just setting up a joke here. You know what I mean? Like sometimes comedies do that and it's so annoying. Uh, but this one didn't do that. And and I thought the other good thing is for people to understand is um, I saw this in the big snowstorm, the Nor'eastern we had about a week or two ago up here. And 
we lost power for the last half hour. So we didn't get to see the last, I want to say it was 20, 25 minutes of the movie. And they gave us free movie passes and stuff. Well, the other day, when we went to go see Red Sparrow, which we'll talk about later, we were actually allowed to go. We Or was it, it was, excuse me, it was Wrinkle in Time. And before Wrinkle in Time, they allowed us to go in be, to see the last 30 minutes. We timed it out perfectly so we could go see the last 30 minutes of game night. We ended up, not only did the lady not accept the free movie passes, she let us go in. And she was like, don't worry about it. Like the storm and stuff, we understand. And so I was like, all right, thanks. So she let us go in and we got to see almost 45 minutes to an hour of the whole movie. Like we got to see a good amount of the ending plus some and you still laugh at the jokes. And I was like, you know what? This is totally a movie I will own one day because it's one of those ones that you'll just be like, hey, let's just throw this one on and you laugh and it's a good, enjoyable movie. It really was. And Jason Bateman and Rachel McAdams are great in it. Lamorne Morris, also hysterical. Um, Jesse Plemons as the creep. Great cameo at the end. Funny throughout. Didn't take any dips in the movie where it got depressing or sad. Uh, had like four or five scenes that really stood out to me and, movie, and scenes I'll remember for a long time. My dad, I know like some of the shots in that movie with how they made some of the stuff look like it was like a board game, like toys basically. Um, just well made. My only concern going forward is it like the hangover going forward where yeah. the jokes were in the surprises. Probably not. Um, but the thing about like I feel like some comedies are, are rewatchable and and not, and I think this one's rewatchable, so I'm excited for it going forward. Um, but yeah, we're glad glad that one was good. Um, before you go further, Boyle, I saw a movie between Early Man and Game Night on February 20th. Becca and I saw Fifty Shades Freed. I, I give that uh, three kernels out of ten. It was the uh, third movie in the trilogy. And Becca, what did you think about it? I gave it an eight <laughs> out of ten kernels. Shut up, Boyle. <laughs> I really liked it. A five point difference. All right. Well, Nick and I, Rojas, can also agree that it was a very feminist movie, which I liked um, comparing from the prior two, which I also forced him to watch prior to this movie so we'd have the full understanding um i definitely probably think the books would be better i like the soundtrack a lot i think the actors and actresses play their roles very well i mean some of the stuff was corny towards the end but overall i was happy with i didn't see the first one nor do i let me just say i'm very glad that el james didn't write a fourth what about me (laughs) i'm happy i saw them with becca though I wouldn't have watched him with anyone else. Literally anyone else. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Boyle, what's next for you? Um, I also saw during that time period, uh, Adam Devine came out with a Netflix original called When We First Met. We just saw that uh, today. You want to talk about it? Let's talk about it. Yes, dude. That movie was so good. Um, it was a fun movie. It was a very like nice and easy, enjoyable morning movie that we saw. Exactly. It was fun to watch. I think it was easy, lighthearted, great theme and moral to it and tons of funny good jokes throughout it um the one that killed me the most nick that i think you'll enjoy and appreciate was totally comfort weight that was the funniest line oh, of the movie. you know my favorite part was actually when he was shaking everyone's hand he knew all their names you know, oh. like, oh, okay i know everyone's name oh yeah I feel bad for her she's got a kid sick at home anyway. <laughs> yeah. yeah so i gave that one an eight point eight and a half kernels out of ten i really liked that one eight an eight point what an eight and a half kernel <laughs> Oh, I thought you gave it an 8.8. Um, so I gave it a 7 kernels out of 10. Um, for me, funny, 
like I said, light. You know, with these Netflix movies and any kind of movie you film these days, you can film them on really nice cameras in like one location with like four main characters for really cheap. Oh, yeah. And they made the most of it. And, oh, uh, for sure. You can you know tell that I mean? was like, really, and it was directed by him. He made that movie. It was directed by someone else, actually. Or was he the writer? He was a part of it. I remember seeing his name. Oh, yeah. He was definitely a part of it. During the credits. Uh, not a director that we would recognize by name, though. But it was it was lighthearted. I like Adam Devine. I like um, Alexandra Daddario. Um, he's 34. Yeah, he's he's nine years older than us. I did not realize that, man. Yeah, no. He's been. Uh, oh, Alex came out in 2011. Think about this. He was 29. He was Wait. He's 28. Anyway, Becca, what did you think about when we first met? I thought it was funny. I didn't expect to laugh as much as I did, and I also gave it a 7 out of 10 kernels. I'm a big fan of him. Workaholics is hilarious. So I like the persona that he plays um, on TV and in movies a lot. And yeah, I thought it was, it kept my interest throughout the whole movie and I would recommend it as a nice snowy day or rainy day Netflix watch. Yeah. Uh, boy, I want to say this. Adam, Adam Devine is definitely a charismatic oh, yeah. guy who we, we, you and I both like seeing him in movies. Yep. He didn't overdo the Adam Devine thing in this movie. Um, yeah. But it was it was fun, definitely a, you know perfect for Netflix movie, because um, this is not necessarily a movie I would tell like oh hey like go spend thirteen bucks going to see this movie in the theater. No, and I think that's why he did it right. Well, it's probably the only funding he got. <laughs> True. Um, but yeah, so I'm glad you liked it too. When did you see that? Ooh. Yeah, like I said, it had to have been the week after February break. So first week of March, last week yeah. of February, probably. So to finish out my February. Um, I saw Roman J. Israel Esquire on February 24th. Man, kind of movie. I wasn't paying attention much. I was watching it with my parents. I kind of like checked out. I kind of napped a few times. Like, Dude, I bet. That movie did not look good. No, it was very generic. Very basic. They don't make movies like that anymore and probably for a good reason. Uh, I saw The Florida Project, which I thought was awesome. Um, I gave it – well, I gave uh, – I did not rate Roman J. Israel because I didn't watch it from beginning to end. Uh, Florida Project, I give 7 out of 10 kernels. Willem Dafoe is – uh, really good in the movie, uh, playing a very thankless job. And the people that they are in the movie are all first-time actors, which made it feel really authentic. There's a lot of times, though, when you have movies without actors in it that it feels oh, a little repetitive or they feel like they're not really – like they're maybe trying a little bit too hard. Um, it didn't go that far. Um, but the movie definitely does a good job of making you pay attention to every scene and just get anger and anger because you kind of resent the main characters. And then at the end, you're like – Oh, now I feel bad for him, and it's kind of weird how it flips it. So I thought it was good. Very small movie, but I'm glad I saw it. Uh, Boyle, what's your what's your next? Yeah, that's one that I'm really looking forward to hopefully getting to soon, actually, is that one. What's that? I said, yeah, that's one that I'm also looking forward to getting to. I'm interested in what you think about it because it, it felt very realistic like I was watching a reality show, um, and I was I was enjoying it as I watched, even though it was stressing me out. So what's the next movie you saw? The next movie I saw, I think, was with you guys when we saw the movie Every Day. Yep, that's right. Uh, what would you think about that? So we kind of talked a lot about it a little bit at the time, but we didn't talk about it on the podcast. We, I, I enjoyed that this was a movie set in high school, but it wasn't about high school. You know what I mean? Like a lot, Some movies like the young adult ones, like high school is the most important time of your lives. We're about to graduate. And now, on the other hand, Spectacular Now kind of did that, but in a way that was I thought elevated and I thought was really good. Uh, this movie didn't even approach that topic. 
the reason why I give it a seven out of ten, not anything higher, was it didn't feel like it was. It didn't feel like it was too powerful to me, and it didn't feel like it was. You know, it took that. It was a, it was an enjoyable movie. Seven out of ten kernels. Um, I liked the cast. Uh, it's interesting that we had a character in the movie that was not someone who we can attach um, a face to. It was several people, which is I think so interesting and so rare in movies that one of our main characters is not someone who it's like, oh man, they did an amazing job in it because it was. 10 people doing it. What do you think? No, I kind of agreed. I thought that that was the beauty behind it is it didn't matter which actor played it. They didn't need to go get an expensive one actor to play a role. They could use multiple people to show it's not about the face or the person or the size. It's about what's inside. And I mean, that's a classic theme in some movies, but I'm talking like character-wise the way you're saying with actors, they could just use a bunch of random actors. And I thought that that made it kind of fun too. Um, like you said, I thought it was, I almost, I don't want to say it was an original idea, but since it wasn't to me, that kind of adds to it too. And I enjoyed it a lot. And I I actually gave this one an eight out of 10. I liked this one and I could totally one day see myself seeing that movie again, you know, just throwing it on or whatever. Like for sure. It was cool. Nice little story there. Um, now after that, was that when the Oscars showed? Um, yeah, that was that day. Okay, so that was the day the Oscars. As we know, I lost the bet. And the bet was whoever did not score enough um, points had to watch the Emoji movie, which was the Razzles. It's called the Razzles, right? I said that right? The Razzies. The Razzies. See, I can't, I'm can't. i just bad with name pronunciations. And I'm a teacher, so that shows you something. Um, yeah, right. That's awesome. <laughs> but the Razzies. Wait, hold on. Before you get into that, Boyle saw, uh, Becca saw every day, and she hasn't talked about it yet. Oh, sorry. Becca, talk about it. It'll be quick. I don't remember what I gave it originally. Probably uh, my 7 out of 10 where I'm comfortable. <laughs> I didn't really want to see it, but I actually ended up enjoying it. I really like the soundtrack. I really like the main um, characters' outfits. Not that that's really a big deal, but I actually, I don't know, paid attention to that a lot. It was an interesting story that I don't think has been told really before in a movie. Um, and yeah, I kept my interest throughout. I would recommend it. Maybe not in theaters, but definitely would see it as a rental. Um, or if anyone has movie pass, definitely see it regardless. Um, and that's what I have for that. Yeah, I could agree with that. I think it's definitely a you see the movie at home, um, I wouldn't say go spend money on it. I just personally appreciated it a lot and thought it had some good laughs and some good times. We kept joking, uh, Rojas, about how many times we high five in it. And I know there were a few times you definitely want to high five me more. And I was like, no, let's really save it for some good ones. But we still ended up high five like four times during that movie because there were just some classic one liners. Um, or so, yeah, well, I mean, ironically, because I was like, oh, man, they're definitely going to say this, and then they would, and I'd be like, oh, my God, yep. are you kidding me? Exactly. So, yeah, so back to what I was saying, though, is the Razzies gave the worst movie of the year to uh, the Emoji movie, so that was my punishment. All right, so at this point in the podcast, Boyle's audio got really choppy here. He was about to talk about the Emoji movie and A Wrinkle in Time. Basically, what he said was, Emoji movie, not good, but he understood that it was made for kids. Uh, he gave it a 3 out of 10, and then Boyle transitioned to A Wrinkle in Time, which he just just tore to shreds. He gave it the lowest score, I think, in the history of the Boyle and Rojas podcast with one kernel on the Fisher scale. And then we're going to pick things up after uh, with the, kind of the end of that review right here. 
you've never known about her. There's no connections whatsoever. And he got emotional like he's known her for 50 years. Like, I was like, what is going on? (laughs) It was just so bad. I can't really stress it enough. It was so bad. Don't go see it. All right. So overall, a good movie from uh, Nick Boyle. (laughs) I know. That was a rant. But, man, I've been pulling that one in for a while. (laughs) Uh, Dude, you got to let it out sometimes, you know? Oh, my God. Well, Good to know I'll never be seeing that movie. I know you want me to see it, but I don't think I'll ever have the time. No, you have to see it now. Don't make me. Don't make me. Um, in a lighter mood, I also saw one of the wow. movies from last year, Brigsby Bear. Uh, it was made by our friends from SNL, Kyle. Um, oh, my God. What's Kyle's last name? Uh, Kyle Moody. Kyle Moody. Thank you. And Beck Bennett. Um, great cameos in it. Very powerful story I was not expecting. Um, I don't want to spoil anything for any viewers, any listeners. Um, please go see this movie. Find it. Rent it. Buy it. I don't care how you see it. You need to pay and you need to see this movie. I give it a 9 out of 10 stars. If I had seen this last year, it would have been on my top 10, possibly top 5. It was awesome. Well worth it. Man, seeing. we've been looking forward to seeing it for so long. And... Uh... So um, that makes me happy, actually. Last summer, didn't it? Yeah, we heard about it. I mean, some of these movies never make it to Providence, or if they do, they're at like the Avon or cable car for like a week, and we miss it because we're like, oh shoot, it was playing last week. You know what I mean? And uh, I'm just glad that some one of us actually got a chance to see it. I can't wait to see it. Um, You're really gonna like it. I'm telling you now. It got released last September. I can't wait. I'm gonna rent it on Vudu. Um, well, other movie I saw that has been mentioned. I saw two movies that before we get into our final review from me, I saw Ladybugs and Matilda. Ladybugs, oh my god, that movie, so bad. Three, I give it five out of ten stars, or six out of ten stars, just because it was ironically funny and entertaining. Uh, the 1992 movie with Rodney Dangerfield about a guy who coaches a girl soccer team, youth soccer team that's sponsored by his company. And I saw Matilda today for the first time. I give it 5 out of 10 stars. Very cartoonish, which is like the books. Um, but at, watching it as an adult, I'm like, oh, it's a kid's movie. This doesn't really do it for me. But I know a lot of people that enjoyed it as a kid. So I don't want to talk too much about it. Boyle, do you have any other movies before I get into Red Sparrow? Yes, I do. Uh, I saw you Ringo. Do. Uh, the story really? about a man who was involved in a business, went on a business trip. Uh, and I don't really want to give too much away because – if you're really interested, look at the trailer. Don't take the trailer for granted. Uh, you could definitely go see it. There's a couple twists in there I don't want to ruin. Um, I think the trailer kind of misleads you a little bit, which is kind of fun because then it kind of goes a little bit of a different direction when you see it. Uh, overall, though, it wasn't anything great. I gave it uh, a 4 on, uh, on IMDb. I kind of would even lean towards a 3.5, but I'll stick with a 4 because I just gave a 3 to uh, – a three and a half to emoji movie, so it doesn't do that justice. But I'd probably say about a four. It was it was an okay movie. I mean, I wouldn't really suggest anyone to see it though. Wasn't I thought there were going to be a lot more funny dark comedy moments. I probably only chuckled three times in the movie, uh, so I wouldn't really recommend it to anyone. The one I would recommend before we get into Red Sparrow, one hundred percent spend money. I would see it again. Wait, about what was? Annihilation. Oh, Annihilation. Oh. I think you said I Red thought, Sparrow. Oh. No, no, no. I was saying before Red Sparrow. The one I would say, go see 
Annihilation was, I got to tell you, the most annoying trailer I've ever seen. Every time you knew that thing was coming on, it was like, boom, boom, boom. Like, oh my gosh. We'd be in neighboring theaters listening to the trailer because you could hear through the walls. It was annoyingly loud. However, amazingly great sci-fi movie. I didn't know where the movie was going to go because they didn't give a lot away in the trailer. Uh, They really don't give much of anything away in the trailer, but I gave that movie an eight and a half kernels. It was awesome. Oh, man. So Eight and a half kernels, huh? Eight and a half kernels, dude. You are going to love this movie, and I'm telling you, you need to go see it. I know. I, don't worry about seeing anything else until you see that movie. Okay. And also, yeah, we cook- hear only really good things about it. Guy, Cookie needs to go see this. Like, this is right up his alley. Dang. I'm sure. I'm sure. By the time he hears this, I've already seen it. <laughs> um, that pumps me up, though. That's good. Um, and now, uh, boy, let's just refresh people who stars in that movie. Uh oh, in Annihilation. Um, a couple like well, the big ones, Kiara Knightley is the one you'll recognize. Um, but a lot of other people that are in it. That you may or may not recognize. Um, Natalie Portman's in it. Sorry, Natalie Portman. I didn't. Say, I meant. I meant Natalie Portman. I said Kara Knightley. That is a bad on my part. Natalie Portman is in it. Um, he did a great job. He, she did a great job. Benedict Wong was in it. That's why I said he. Uh, he was pretty funny. He only had a couple scenes. Nothing crazy. Um, but one of my favorite, Oscar Isaac. He's awesome. Uh, and he was in it. And he played. A, he played the husband in the movie. And he did a absolutely fantastic job uh, i was really pleased to see that jennifer jason lay she plays the doctor in it she's good gina rodriguez and um a few other faces that you probably see like these names might might mean nothing to you but if you saw them you'd be like oh yeah i know that person from something like <laughs> kind of one of those movies but yeah you're just like yeah like, yeah 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 I'm a, i'll look it up after the movie yeah, I'll see, i know where you're from um so re- like definitely the cast did a great job uh, and it kept you on the it kept you on the the foot of your seat. Really, I don't. I did not say that right. The edge of your seat. The foot of your the edge of your seat. I don't know who's sitting on their feet on the seats, but no, it keeps you on the edge of your seat. And overall, like I said, was really really enjoyable to watch. Man, I'm pumped. See it. It's a it's a see it on the big screen kind of movie. It looks like so. I'm pumped. Um, so oh, Becca wants something to say. Want something to say? I have something to say. I saw it quickly. I saw four movies without Nick um, to prepare for the Oscars. So I saw Darkest Hour. Um, that was a little slow for me, but I liked it because it was based off of history. So I got to learn some things. Uh, <laughs> also, I think I gave that a 7 out of 10. It was a little bit long for me and it was a little hard to understand Winston Churchill's accent at first. But overall, pretty good. I saw three billboards. Uh, I wish it wasn't so much of a cliffhanger ending, but everything about that was good. It was different than I expected, and I liked it more than I thought. I might have given that a seven and a half, eight. I can't remember, but Shape of Water, didn't really care for. I believe I gave that a six. I had some good lessons you could pull from it, but I just thought it was a little bit odd and not something that I would normally see. Um, and my favorite, I saw in Greatest Showman, I would give that a nine, I think. I downloaded the, sou- the soundtrack, like, right after I saw the movie and was already singing along. Hugh Jackman was great. I kind of think it kind of reminded me of High School Musical, which I loved back in the day because of Zac Efron in it, and the scene with him and Zendaya was perfect, um, and I like 
it was also kind of based off a true story. So those are something that I really enjoy. But now back to what we're actually going to be talking about, Red Sparrow. Yeah, Boyle. So we saw, Beck and I saw Red Sparrow last night. It's the, I get, well, not really the most recent movie that we've talked about, but the most recent one we saw on, on the big screen. It had been a while for me. Um, actually, it turns out it had only been eight days, but that actually feels like a long time for me. Um, no, but so we saw Red Sparrow last night. Uh, it's based on a book that had come out, I don't know how long ago, but uh, it stars Jennifer Lawrence. It's about a Russian woman who was a ballet dancer. Breaks her leg. Her uncle, who kind of works in like the Secret Service, kind of for Russia, a spy agency. He says, "You know, you're pretty talented. You know what you're always meant to do, because um, you know this ballet program is going to kick you out of where you live. And then what are you going to do? Like, how are you going to take care of your mom?" So he basically like says, "Like, come work for me, niece. You can uh, just take this guy to your bedroom, to his bedroom later, and uh, that's all. We we just need to get him alone or something like that." And then this isn't really a spoiler, but. That dude gets killed right in front of Jennifer Lawrence, and she's like, "Uh, what's this?" And he's like, "Yeah, you're. I'm gonna ship you off to a school. Kind of, you're gonna learn to be an assassin, basically, like a, a person who, a woman, and it's for women and for men. They go to school to uh, learn how to be uh, seductive assassins, basically, and that's the plot of the story. Meanwhile, on the other side, you have Joel Edgerton from the Americans and the CIA trying to infiltrate and uh, trying to, you know, he has one mission he has to do, and you have Jennifer Lawrence who is in a Russian accent." And uh, one thing I'll say before I get to you, Boyle, have you seen Red Sparrow yet? Yeah. Oh, you have? Okay. So one thing I'll say is this is a classic movie where the people are in a different country and they're speaking to other people from that country and yet they're both speaking English but in an accent so it's okay, (laughs) which kind of annoys me a little. It's like this is so stupid. Like this is so clearly a movie but whatever. Um some good suspense in the movie. I'll give it that. I give it a six out of ten. I bet you the book was better. Boyle, what do you think? Mm, um, I actually gave it, excuse me, a seven point five. Uh, I'll tell you, I thought it was an interesting plot. I thought it was different, uh, uh intriguing. Couple twists here and there that kept, you know, kept me into it. The, I would say what was crazy was. The beginning was a little bland. You're kind of like, all right, like, okay. And then all of a sudden, though, boom, I think you'd understand what I'm talking about. That big, all of a sudden, bang of a scene. And then you're like, whoa. I sat up in my chair. I was like, okay, I think we're on track now. And then it kind of took on. And I thought um, Jennifer Lawrence did an outstanding job. Um, She's always a, a favorite of mine. And Joel Edgerton also is another favorite of mine who played uh, Nate Nash in the movie, The American Spy, like you were saying. Um, And he also was – I've been seeing him in a few things recently, and he's one of those faces, oh, yeah, what do I know you from? Oh, yeah, that's right. And He's been in a million things. He's just – he was good. He did a good job. And personally, I thought um, between both of them, like I said, I gave it a 7.5, but IMDb, I'd actually round down to the 7 which is what I did because kind of like you said, there were some bland parts. Um, and the only reason I honestly bumped it up to a 0.5 was because I did think that the, the um, acting was well done personally. I thought Jennifer Lawrence, her accent was just so like kind of just off for me at times that I give her acting like a B, a B plus just because of that. But in terms but of like, I don't know, she's playing a Russian person. Take away the, the accent what? and look at more of what she had. Well, I know, but I, I, I have to include that. I'm sorry. It, 
you ha- you just have to. But other than that, like her physical acting, I thought was good. It's just tough because she's playing a person with like no emotion, and then when she did crack through and show some emotion, I don't know. It just was like few and far between. So it was kind of like, uh, but she did a good job of playing like a cold stone spy. It, then she yeah. would start talking. I go, uh, it's kind of bumping me a little bit. But she was good from that standpoint. Yeah. Becca saw it too. Becca thoughts. I gave it a seven. Big surprise there. Um, I love Jennifer Lawrence as well. Um, I thought, well, I don't really know what a normal Russian accent would be, so I thought her accent was fine. Uh, Nick Rojas doesn't know how to do a Russian accent, so. What are you talking about? <laughs> that was not a Russian accent. <laughs> um, I'm definitely interested in reading the book. I really like to read. Um, but I thought it was good. Good plot. I like the twist at the end. I think if it didn't end the way it did, I might have given it a lower score. Um, would recommend to see it. Maybe not in theaters. Not sure. Um, but it was a different plot. I was surprised by the way some of the things went. But was pretty good. Boy, would you recommend people seeing this in theaters? I, we have a response to it, to this. Hmm. I'll, I would say wait. I'm kind of with Beck on that one. I would say wait. I would, uh, you know, we've seen some really good Oscars. We've seen some other good movies coming up, and I feel like this one's gonna slip through the cracks. Um, I mean, if you are, if you've been wanting to see it, for sure, see it. Um, I don't think I'd say go spend the thirteen dollars though. There's some other ones out there that I think would be w- more worth your money. I agree. Uh, Beck and Beck and I In got time. asked. Uh, Someone tweeted at us, Heather, saying, um, worth on demand. And we thought, yes. Like, I mean, yeah, I'd say so. Um, you know, definitely see it from the comfort of your home so you can kind of, like, get up, like, move around if you need to. Like, there's, uh, you know, uh, that's, in my opinion, it didn't feel like it was a movie that needed to be seen on the big screen. And, uh, you know, it was just okay. I think that's a perfect way of putting it. It's just okay. It was filmed in Hungary, Becca wanted me to add. (laughs) What? It was filmed in Hungary. Oh, okay. Good one. (laughs) Jeremy Irons. Boyle, do you know who Jeremy Irons is in the movie? Is that the uncle? No, he is the... the, uh, Oh, I can't give it away. He's the guy with glasses, the scary guy with glasses. Hold on, I'm actually going to even just pull it up real quick. In Red Sparrow, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about. He is the voice of Scar in The Lion King. Oh, man, that just made me go crazy. Jeremy? I know, right? Wow. And you know what's funny? I think, well, I don't know if I said it before the credits. Or I didn't know if I said it before the credits or if I said it during the movie, but in my head I was like, Zazu. (laughs) Zazu. Yeah, that's perfect. Now I can totally hear his voice and think about that. That's pretty funny. Right? Yeah, now it's like creepy and sinister. Well, that's all the movies that we saw in the past month. We saw quite a few. Um, but now we look ahead quickly. Yeah. I'm excited for something coming out on Netflix. Um, it comes out n- next weekend. Um, it's Game Over, man. And it's with the cast. It's Adam Devine and the cast from Workaholics. And there's to go like undercover and stuff. I think that's going to be a really good movie. Looking forward to that one. I can't wait to see the trailer of it because I've not seen the trailer for it yet. Oh man, just look it up. But also, um, we got Tomb Raider. 
the remake coming out, which looks pretty crazy. It looks like a reboot. It's like a reboot, right? Yeah. Or, a remake? Like, what is, or is it a prequel? What'd you say? I said the first one was with Angelina Jolie. Yes, yes, the original. And then now I don't know if there's a reboot or a prequel or a remake. I, you know what I mean? Like I believe it's a reboot is what I remember them saying. A reboot and a remake, Becca just asked. I think a remake is uh, a movie that has come out 30 years ago, whereas a reboot would be of a movie that came out like well, 10 well, years ago. Then it would have to be a reboot because I believe the original came out um, I can even look it up real quick. Tomb, the original was called Lara Croft Tomb Raider. The original came, came out like early 2001. Tomb Raider. That was a great movie. Wow. And that's 17 years ago. I'll be interested to compare the two. Like, which one's better. Right, yeah. I mean... But, uh, we also have coming out Love, Simon. Which I think looks great about the. Oh, that was the next movie I want to talk about. Yep. Uh, and and that one's definitely about a coming of age. High school is, you know, but it's a, a twist on it that you and I, you know, what I mean, can appreciate. And uh, uh, Becca, you saw the trailer for it. You excited to see it? For, what? for Love Simon. Oh yeah, I've seen that. I've seen several different trailers for it. Actually, it looks pretty good. I like. Um, oh, <laughs> I don't remember. The name of, what is her name? Do you know that actress? Oh, is that from 13 Reasons yes, Why? Yes, I was going to say, she starred in 13 Reasons Why. Catherine Langford. Oh, so I'm looking forward to great. seeing her in um, something else. Never seen it. What? You didn't see 13 Reasons Why? Nope. Boyle. You're not missing much. Yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> yeah. It was, a, it was okay, but it was just such a big phenomenon yeah. that like I felt like everyone saw it. But it was definitely a show that's like didn't need thirteen ep- episodes, but it was based on a book called Thirteen Reasons Why I think so. That's and it was like it was definitely like a little bit too long and a little bit too teenage dramatic, but the message was good. Might be something you want your kids to see to show them that their actions have lasting impact on people. Um, but she was good in it. Interesting show where your main character is some well, I get she's like a co-main character is someone who you know kills themselves. Like that's kind of you know, different and out there. So, um, yeah. So yeah, I know she was in it. Looks good. Uh, seven days in, I don't want to say this wrong. It's getting awful reviews on Rotten Tomatoes. It looks like, huh? Yeah. Um, then I can only imagine, which is based upon the movie lyric. I mean, those two are kind of ones I feel like movie pass. We'll see them, but like, you don't need to see them. Uh, then the following week, Pacific's Rim Uprising. Oh, no uh, thanks. Isla, yeah, no thanks. Isla Dogs, that looks good, though. Yeah, I'm excited for and that. And then a movie I haven't seen one trailer for, but it looks kind of interesting, called I Kill Giants. I don't know. Um, Sherlock Gnomes. And also... Yeah, no thanks. Midnight Sun, which you could see the entire movie if you tune into any trailers for it. And uh, and then finally, Paul Apostle of the Christ comes out that week as well. But I think the highly anticipated March 29th, Ready Player One is coming out. And I'm wondering, is that going to be the IMAX one this year? I don't know. Ooh, interesting. I'm excited to see it. It just, got, it just came out at South by Southwest, and it got 
I think critics liked it, but fans didn't Dude, like it. Like video game fans right now like on IMDb. <laughs> Just looked it up. Let's see. Hold on. Ready player. And before we go, my mom and dad did a review of all the movies that they saw while I was down in New Orleans. So we're gonna send it to that as a little bonus here at the end of the episode. Thanks, and we'll see you next time. So me and Kristen are walking on the levee after you just left, Nick. But we decided to record our thoughts on a couple of movies that we saw while you were down here. So let's start off with the most recent one we saw was, uh, what, Black Panther? Yes. Um, it was okay. I mean, it was, it was good. Had a, had a deeper message, I think, than what you saw on the screen. What do you think? Yeah. I agree. I, like um, Nick and I were discussing, though, I wish those important messages they were trying to get out were more in the uh, body of the movie rather than in the end. And uh, a bunch of people left, which they're rookies. They it's don't true. know Marvel. Yeah, when you got a Marvel movie, you got to stick around. You know, it's gonna be at and least not just or... for some credits, but till the bitter end. Yeah, absolutely. No spoilers. Uh, we also saw the, what was it, Florida Project? That, my uh, friends, was a train wreck. Um, I don't know. If you follow me on, uh, what is it, Letterbox Snicks, whatever it's called. I don't know what you made me sign up for. I gave it a rating of uh, two stars. I mean, Willem Dafoe got nominated for it, so we saw it. But, I mean, it was good. I don't think it was earth-shattering, you know, in any respect whatsoever. Uh, I think uh, I think anytime a uh, director, a movie portrays real life it's it can be tough it can be tough to watch you know a lot of us go to the movies to be entertained and to get away from it all and this movie definitely brought you right back to what reality is without a doubt it really was and nick i agree with you i think that uh helicopter was a character in and of itself and i think we see the southwest plane that you're on literally flying above us right now so we're waving at you even though you can't see us bye nick nick. see ya uh the other movie that we pretended to watch i watched uh mrs rojas watching i think nick you fell asleep yep it's definitely you taking off was uh roman j israel esquire that movie i don't know why denzel got nominated for it not one of his better performances i would have to say um it was okay i mean like I said, I don't know why he got nominated for it whatsoever, though. So your mom's trying to insta story right now. Your plane taking off. Hard to see, though. And then what did you think of that movie, Roman J. Israel? Uh, it was interesting, I guess. Uh, you know, another different topic. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I think it could have maybe been a little bit more of a interesting story. I don't know really what it was lacking. Maybe a, a backstory on Roman. I yeah, I mean, we really don't know much. We just kind of jump in 36 years later after he joins a practice, after he's been in a practice. And I don't know, it's just one thing leads to another, to a life-changing, a lot of life-changing situations and ultimately the end. But I don't know. The movie's been out for a while. If you haven't seen it, shame on you. And then the last one uh, we saw was Game Night which was probably the best movie of the entire time down here. I gave that movie, I think, four or five stars. Had me laughing, I mean, loudly. Had me shocked. 
had me covering my mouth, the gas at some things that were happening on there. It was funny. It was witty. Uh, Jason Bateman did a fantastic job in that movie, as did all the other actors, I think, that did a great job of uh, just selling the whole story. Your thoughts? Yeah, no, it was fun. It was a good, fun movie. Uh, you know, I don't think uh, he expected much more than fun. And it didn't, it, it didn't, you know, try too hard. I think it was, like Nick had mentioned, right when you're about to get kind of tired of the kind of type of comedy, it ends. So... Yeah. They went out on a high note, and it was good. And I hope they don't make a sequel. I think that was really just an exceptional film. So, Nick, we want to thank you again for uh, hanging out with us and seeing three movies in NOLA. Uh, We had a great time, and hopefully we'll see you soon. Love you. Love you. And Boyle, you're so Boyle. Love you. Bye. Oh, yeah. Austin, don't want to forget. Um, Snapchats always make me laugh. Talk to you soon. Bye, Austin.